the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hi everyone, Simone Millis is here and welcome to the Art and Industry of Business and Living. And I am joined here today with Rebecca Hulse, all the way from New Zealand. Hey, Rebecca. Thanks for joining us. Hi. (laughs) Now, Rebecca is uh, someone I work very closely with. She's actually the creative producer of Joy of Business, which Joy of Business is a book that I wrote many, many years ago and travel around the world and do seminars on Joy of Business. I know it's a totally, you know, freakish topic for so many people, (laughs) Joy of Business, those three words together sometimes don't make much sense. And we have JCS is what we call them, Joy Business Facilitators. And Rebecca has the the big job of running the show, being the creative producer. So we wanted to talk a little bit today about what is that like? I mean, we quite often refer to something like this as herding kittens. <laughs> it's a very apt job description. Yes, herding kittens. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you go about leading this. It's a good question, and it's something that I definitely don't have perfect or or right, and I'm I'm learning every day because every day it's different, and every day there's a new a new way to lead it and a new direction to take and a new action to go. But really for me, it's having like an overall view of where we can go and what we can create. That's not set in stone of like, our job is to do this, but of what is it that we desire to create in the world? One of our great friends, Stephen Bowman, has always said, what is the difference you make in the community that you serve? And he asked me that question and he, you know, I was like, oh, we do blah, blah, blah. And he was like, "Mm, still like you're not getting to it yet. And so we worked through it and I I realized like, oh, joy of business is about creating businesses all over the world where people are happy to be there. Because every part of your day you're interacting with businesses, whether you go and get gas, whether you're, you know, dropping your kids off to school, education is still a business whether you're doing your grocery shopping or you're hiring people for a service. And what if all of those people could have joy in what they're doing? Big job, big ask. It is a big ask. It is a big ask. So let me give you listeners a bit of a background too. The reason why I originally wrote Joy of Business is I realized that there was a lot of people who realized a lot of people who actually had a joy of business, but it was sort of like this dirty little secret, you know. (laughs) You're not allowed to talk about that you actually love your job. You're supposed to, like, hate going to work and it's like, oh, no, it's Monday, you know, Wednesday's halfway through the week, like that sort of mentality. You know, I don't know about anyone else, but in Australia it's like, you know, and then go out and get drunk on the weekend rather than, you know, what if you could have your job where you earn money be a contribution to your life? So with joy of business, my personal point of view, awareness, target, what I would like to create in the future and now is that every single business would be using access consciousness tools. So joy of business comes from access consciousness. Now, let me give you a little bit of an example. Gary Douglas, the founder of access consciousness and myself were one day going to lunch in Brisbane, Australia. And we walk into the restaurant And this guy goes, oh, my God, are you Gary Douglas? You know, and he's like, yes. And he goes, didn't you write the book, Magic, You Are It, Be It? And Gary was like, yeah, I did, you know. And then we sit down and we've got our menus 
And Gary orders his food and the waiter is looking at me and asks me what I would like. And I was like, ooh, just a, you know, just a sec. And then he looked at me and he goes, are you asking your body what it would like to eat? <laughs> Which is actually one of the tools in Magic You Are It Be It. It's like, you know, instead of you walking and going, right, I'm going to have eggs Benedict or something, it's like, ask your body, what would your body like to eat? Your body actually might like porridge or, you know, something completely different. But you always try and you know, a whole different topic, but you always try and sort of uh, override your body rather than asking your body, what would you like? But the whole point was, I loved that this guy already knew the tool and was picking up on what I was doing. And he was like, this is great. (laughs) And if every business in the world could function from asking questions, having choice and possibilities available and being willing to receive contribution from everyone, be a completely different world. Exactly. And one of the things I would like you to talk a little bit more about, Rebecca, is right at the beginning of this show, you mentioned leading and you Mm. said you don't always have it right, which is a brilliant leader. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. We started and we didn't have this fabulous title of a creative producer. I was the manager of Joy of Business and Every day, it's funny because when I look back at it, it was more like a job when I was managing Joy of Business compared to now. And so I wanted to manage everything and control everything and make sure that everything was right and everything was handled and everything was good. And the more we did that, the more everything felt like it was slowly being strangled. Which basically means you have to function from it's right or wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And, and judge everything I'm doing. And judge everything every single facilitator is doing. Or not doing. Or not, especially (laughs) what they're not doing. And judge the team for everything that they're doing or not doing. And then myself in relation to all that. And the the amazing thing is that you've been there this whole time. And any time that I've been like, oh, weird, there is something on, you've, you've been there. So then it can change. And it doesn't have to stay the same. And so using the same tools that we do in our classes and we, we have that we teach in all over the world, getting to use those in the business to change what's going on for me so then I can be someone that functions from the inspiration and, and from, you know, asking for things rather than demanding or trying to boss my way into something. And to see myself going from having to, to struggle with trying to, to lead people who most of them are also a lot older than me too, so which is a completely different dynamic, if you if you let it get to you, which I, I did in the beginning. So I had to, you know, kind of bluster my way a Prove little myself bit. because I'm yeah. the young one. <laughs> exactly. Whereas now it almost never comes up as a thing anymore. Interesting, isn't yeah. it, how we use different things in life to justify the choices that we're making or not making something like age where it's like age is irrelevant it's like on how creative you are what you're capable of what you're not capable of it's like your abilities your capacities etc it's like I mean one of the things we refer to in access consciousness is you are an infinite being and you as an infinite being should be able to perceive know be and receive everything Mm. and it doesn't mean oh once you've reached 25 or once you're in your 40s or in your 60s you know more or when you're 10 you don't know anything it's like you're an infinite being what do you know so what do you know about leading a group of people which we're going to talk about what that what we can call them what do you know about leading people in business in projects in whatever it is that you're working with 
that if you would acknowledge it would change everything? What a great question. And everything at that is times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. That's that weird access consciousness clearing statement that works. If you want to find out more about it, go to theclearingstatement.com. But basically it's about changing any of those places where if you went, like if Rebecca was like, well, leading means this, leading means that, you know, I have to boss people around, that I have to micromanage, that I have to, you know, ring everyone every day and check that they (laughs) did what they said they were going to do or, you know, get my cranky face on. Like if she had that point of view, where's the creative producer? It's like, it's gone. So when you pock and pod, it takes away any of those points of view, the judgments, the feelings, the limitations and all of that, that allows that to exist, basically gives you a brand new slate. It's like, you know, clicking the delete button on your computer. It's like blank space. Where are we going from here? Yeah. So let's talk about leading. And most people talk about leading a team. Yes. But we don't have a team. No. What we, do we have? We have a gaggle. <laughs> now, what's a gaggle? <laughs> well, a gaggle comes from a group of geese, which is interesting because they fly in the V formation. And one of the things that they do is when the leader needs to drop to the back, someone else comes into the lead and picks up the, picks up the plate, basically. They pick up the spot. And so they always get to keep going forward and creating or doing what they're doing. But they don't always have to be following one person. Which is what I love because if you look at, I mean, the joy of business gaggle, it's like everyone has a different capacity. Yes. So if Rebecca was, you know, the creative producer, the quote-unquote, you know, old terminology manager, then she would have to be the one that's in charge all the time or I would have to be the one that's in charge all the time as the quote-unquote founder, which you see so many businesses that the CEO, if they actually founded the business, they start to destroy it many years into it when the business desires to change because they're not willing to listen to other people's points of view and awareness on what would expand Mm. the business. They sort of sit there going, you know, no, this is my baby. This is my idea. This is what it was. And it's like, hey, what if you acknowledged you had a brilliant idea to start off with and now there's a whole bunch of other brilliant people, geese, (laughs) that have come (laughs) along to play with you and what capacities do they have and when does that geese which is part of having the gaggle, not the team, lead the show. I mean, we've got, you know, we've got some amazing people. It's like um, Emily with her, you know, her idiosyncrasies with how she sees um, social media and online marketing. She doesn't, it's not something she has to try at. Like the way she talks sometimes, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking (laughs) about. But she's just like boom, 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 boom. So then she would be at the lead of that thing. And then it takes over. But then if I have an idea about something for social media, it doesn't become a wrongness that I'm taking over her expertise because I'm just falling into the lead of the gaggle for a second, contributing what I have, something that I know, and then we'll do something else. And so it's created this amazing, basically, work culture where no one feels like they have a silly idea everyone knows that they have something to contribute and are incredibly valuable and that they can actually go for it. One of the things that you talked about that I was, I think I was two months into working with you and we had this conversation about the green light and you set us down because we're at a facilitator training in Mooloolaba, Australia. And you said, okay, something's 
got to change here. We can do something better. We can do something really cool. Do you guys get that? If you have an idea, you can run with it. You have the green light. There is no red lights holding you back. And I was like, really? Really? This is how we get to work? All right. And there hasn't been a single stoplight since. <laughs> well, and the thing too about giving people the green light is you've got to be willing for them to stuff up. And I have stuffed up. And you've got to be willing for that to occur and not have this judgment or, you know, yelling and screaming in the workplace. It's like, okay, so they've stuffed up. But the one thing that someone from stuffing up will always get is awareness. Yeah. And you cannot take that away from them. And you can't, also can't prematurely, you can't really give awareness to people in that kind of way. You can't, the thing. No, that's that called create, micromanaging. Yes. If you're trying, <laughs> you must do this. <laughs> if you do this, this will happen because of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And of course, you know, we're humanoids, so we want to make our own choices and we don't want to be told what to do. Well, and if you're going to give the green light to someone too, you've got to be willing for them to do it the way they would do it. Yeah. And I know that one so well. <laughs> many, 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 many years ago, my point of view was literally no one can do this business as good as me. And I actually went to a business class that Gary Douglas was doing in San Francisco, California, and I'm sitting in the front row and he starts talking about this and I was like, oh, God damn, that's exactly what I'm doing. My point of view is no one can do my business as well as me. And I looked at all the staff I was hiring and I was like, yeah, I'm hiring staff that will never be able to do the business as well as me because that was my point of view and that was my judgment. So that's pretty much like at the moment where you go, ah, it's not about judging you, pock and pot it all. Everything at that is times it got Z and right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all night, shorts, boys and beyonds. Be willing to ask questions. It's like now then it's like, all right, so if I want to have more freedom in my business too and I am willing to change the choices that I've made, with that awareness, what would I choose now and allow that to show up? So then I started hiring people who were actually better than me and not better based on judgment, just better at sales. It's like better at bookkeeping, better at filing, better at, you know, communicating with clients. It's like, so then you can, you don't have to end up doing the business all yourself. Exactly. You don't have to do it alone. Nope. <laughs> you don't have to be the lone ranger. <laughs> you can have a gaggle. <laughs> Exactly. But that doesn't mean that you can't go off on, on side projects or start leading something. Like there's a lot of different things. So like we all contribute and work together with the Joy of Business gaggle. But then Melanie has been really exploring things on YouTube. And so she has gone off and skyrocketed on her like Lone Ranger adventure and then bringing back the profits to, to us and to the gaggle and what we can create and do. And so there's, there's this sense of that when you're not trying to control everything, when you're not trying to prove who's the best at something and you're willing to receive contribution, and you may have noticed we've said receive contribution quite a few times already in this podcast, then you can explore and expand out in a completely different way that dynamically grows your business. So can you talk a little bit about being in allowance of people you work with too? Huh, yes. <laughs> um, this is something that I think I practice every day because the minute that you start judging something, the, the minute all the possibilities stop, all the creation flows stop. And so we talk about this thing called allowance, which is being willing to have no point of view about what you do, about what someone else does or what they don't do. 
And so with having allowance from the people you work for and work with, actually, if they stuff up, okay, cool. How does it get any better than this? Did they get an awareness from that? Have they learned something? Did we just realize that maybe this isn't the best kind of thing for us to do? What if there wasn't anything wrong? You just got more to play with and more to go with now. And one of my favorite, two favorite questions mm. I have with that too is if you ask what's right about this yes. I'm not getting. Because usually if something doesn't show up the way you think it's going to, <laughs> and guess what? Nothing ever shows up the way you think it's going to. So ask, what's right about this I'm not getting? So by asking that question, it should give you more awareness and more space for the awareness of, oh, okay, so what else could show up here? You know, mm. some deal doesn't go through. It's like you miss a deadline or, you know, whatever that is. And instead of getting really irate and cranky, what's right about this I'm not getting? And the second question is, what's right about me I'm not getting? Yes. Because so many people are so quick to go to judging themselves for what they've done or what they haven't done instead of asking mm -hmm. a question, okay, so what's right about me I'm not getting and have more awareness with it and then see what other choices you have available. And one of the things we talk about in Access Consciousness and enjoy business is 10-second increments. Yes. What if you could live your life and what if you could choose in 10-second increments? Now, this is a totally, you know, unique tool unto <laughs> access consciousness. And I've heard so many people say, but 10 seconds, how can you choose something in 10 seconds? Like, shouldn't it be at least 10 minutes? It's like, no, if you look at it in 10 seconds. Like, and I practiced this when I first heard this tool for quite a few days. And I would forget, you know, I would wake up going, all right, I'd make myself a little note. I'm going to function in 10-second increments today. And... I would forget 10 minutes later, but then I'd go back to it and I'd forget and I'd go back to it. But simple things of like, okay, wake up. What would I like to do now? Okay, I'll go make a cup of coffee. You know, turn my computer on, start downloading emails. But then going over to make the coffee, it's like, oh, do I actually truly desire a coffee? Does my body desire a coffee? Ah, mm. uh, no. Okay, I think I'll have a tea or I'll have a juice. So you're continuously choosing in 10-second increments Rather than going to what you already know, like, oh, I get a coffee every morning, so that's what I do every morning, rather than going back to that tool of asking your body, okay, body, would you actually, do you actually desire a coffee or do you desire something different? Maybe jump in the ocean for a swim, you know? So 10-second increments, living in 10-second increments, choosing in 10-second increments gives you that sense of choice and the receiving contribution, <laughs> again, the big R word, I call it, receiving, so that you can make choices to choose something greater each moment. Mm. And the best thing about it is it gets you out of judgment. It's like yeah. you're not wrong. You've never been wrong. So what if you could come out of judgment and stop thinking that you're wrong? And everything at that is times a godzillion where you destroy an uncreative. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And the other thing it does is it takes you off autopilot. We miss so many possibilities when we're functioning on autopilot. And so when you start to function and play with 10-second increments with everything in your life and in your business, then you can start to see the possibilities that have always been there that you haven't seen before. Yeah, like if you drive to work, it's like, go, oh, would I like to drive this way or this way or this way or this way or mm -hmm. somewhere completely different? Yeah. I mean, how many times have you chosen to get lost in a city just for the sheer fun and joy of it? <laughs> it's like, what if you did that in your city? Did that this weekend, went somewhere completely different so that you did get to choose in 10 seconds? Find a restaurant by going outside and going, all right, body, which way? Left, right, straight, 
How long do you want to walk for? Uh, stop. This doorway. Okay. Wow, I've never eaten that food before. All right, go in, look at it, get the menu, body, what would you like to choose? And it's like, play with this. Because like Rebecca said, we do become so regimental in our ways and get fixed in our ways, which does not allow us to perceive, know, be and receive all the possibilities that are truly available for us. And I know with you being the creative producer of Joy Business, you've pretty much had to function like that. Yes. (laughs) I remember one day you asked me, like, hey, how's this project going? And I was like, oh, I completely changed it. Like, because I had the freedom to realize that, oh, that 10 seconds is over. That project isn't really going to go well or go where we can go. So completely scrap it and move on to something else. 10 second choice. And that's a really cool tool because so many times when people come up with an idea, they think that that has to be the idea that gets instituted. No, maybe that idea led you to the next one that led you to the next one that led you to the next one. And then you keep choosing. So I hear so many people talk about how they procrastinate. And I'm a big believer in I don't really think procrastination exists. Usually there's more information that's going to show up that will give you more awareness to create something that's going to be easier Mm. and greater. It's like what if life was easy? What? Yeah, what? What if the purpose of life was just to have fun? (laughs) What? Gary Douglas said that years and years ago to me and I was like, no way. Is that really allowed to happen? The purpose of life is just to have fun? (laughs) So if you want to check out Joy of Business too, you can go to accessjoyofbusiness.com. You can find Rebecca Hulse on there, myself, and many other Joy of Business facilitators around the world. There's, gosh, we've got them everywhere, haven't we? We do. Slovenia, France. UK, Germany, Sweden, Canada, America, Australia, New Zealand, Brazil. Yeah, all over the world. Even in China. Even in China. Exactly. (laughs) We certainly do. So thank you so much for joining us today, Rebecca. Is there anything else that you want to add? Another tool or question or anything that you want to leave people with? Um, Probably just my, every time we have a conversation, this, this question keeps coming up because it's my favorite, which is, What possibilities are available that you have not yet instituted? So you'll be very surprised by what shows up when you ask that question and you may not even realize that that's where it came from. So, And then the big R word comes in. Exactly. You've got to receive the information. That's your, your, we dare you, that's your challenge. And stop being a control freak, that's another part of it. Because if you try and control what shows up, uh, what are you going to get? You're going to get like, you know, not much fun. It won't be the purpose of life is for the fun of it. Exactly. Yes. So where can people find you? They can find, you've got RebeccaHulse.com too, don't I you? I do, I have my own website, RebeccaHulse.com. You can find everything I'm up to there. And again, joy of business. You'll see us, you see us everywhere. So come, come join the fun. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. You're listening to Simone Millicis and guest today, Rebecca Hulse.